listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWPSports.org and iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein here, your host, each and every week for you. No problem. The big homie Mark Sanger, he'll be here each and every week for you as well. I wish we could say the same for a few other people. Chris Klimazewski calls in five minutes ago. Hey, I can't come in. Andrew Servideo says, oh, we're doing it at 2 o'clock? Yikes. I forgot. All right, fine. We'll push Oof. it back to 3. Nah, just do it without nah. The lack of discipline, the lack of, you know, commitment yeah. is really starting to get me, you know? It's bad, man, and it's, it's, it's a new era in the WWE. It's change. That's all we're talking about now is change and different things happening. And now, for the but, first— But here on the Phenomenal Forum, it all stays the same. Definitely. I'm all reliable. I'm here. And then, uh, I, of course, you are, too. Something's got to shake up. Yes, sir. I don't know what it is, but we got to get something going. You expect this from Andrew Stravideo. We have we have given him the Brock Lesnar title, so yes, we expect unbelievable. It from him. But now for Chris Klimazuski, Klim? the modern day Klimaraja to come out here and say, "Oh, I can't make it." Five minutes before, it's hey. ugly. Yeah. It's, it's real ugly. I don't know. It won't help with your uncle either. That's not going to get him any no, brownie ab- points. Absolutely not. So anyway, a huge week of professional wrestling. Luckily, otherwise we'd be sitting here talking about nothing for an hour. Yeah, we usually do anyway. Not a big deal. <laughs> TLC this past Sunday, not even the biggest talking point of the week. We'll start with it, but we also have, again, you mentioned the new era of the WWE. I don't know how many new eras there's a bit. This is new era number four or five at this attitude point. Attitude error, post-attitude error. No, not even that. In the past, I want to say three, four years, there's been three or four new eras. Yeah. This one's good. This one's new. Uh-huh. This is the new one. So we'll get into all that in a little bit, but we'll start with TLC. Pre- two matches on the pre-show. First off, solid match. Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight Championship. Yet again, Buddy Murphy retains. Yeah, you know what you're getting here. It's always going to be a good match. It's always going to be fun. It's always going to be entertaining. Um, it's, it sucks it's on the pre-show because, like we said, they're they're two of the best guys. All the Cruiserweights have some of the best competitors, and they're always on the pre-show. We usually don't watch You always watch it, Matt. But like some of us don't I watch, watched it. Some of us don't watch the pre-show, and it's it's bad. They should probably be on the main card. I didn't, wa- well, I didn't watch any of the card live. I yeah. wasn't around. I, you you know, went back. I caught the the main event lot. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, I watched. I went back. I watched everything, and I went out of my way to watch the pre-show. Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander have been involved in, you know, some of the best matches of the year in the WWE. Yeah. And you give these guys just over ten minutes on the pre-show, you know what you're going to get. But you saw at Super Showdown, at Survivor Series with Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali, if you give these guys some time on a main card, they're going to deliver. Definitely. Um, this was definitely a fun card. I enjoyed the pay-per-view as a whole, but it was long. There was a lot of matches. It dragged. Yeah. Even watching it back, like watching it back, fast-forwarding through whatever ads or commercials, it was video packages, it still felt really long. And most of the matches got a decent amount of time, which really dragged out the whole pay-per-view. Um, I liked it, though. I thought it was a good pay-per-view. I thought Daniel Bryan AJ Styles was my favorite match, but the triple threat match was good. Yeah, I think we all we all knew this this was going to be a good card. It definitely delivered the other pre-show match, Elias and Bobby Lashley in the guitar in the guitar ladder match. I thought they had said that it was gonna be it's pinfall or submission, but if you grab the guitar, yeah. you can use it. I think they changed the rules like midweek because they were tweeting out things back That's and forth right. and it didn't really make much sense, so uh, he got the guitar, then he won, and then Bobby Lashley beat him yeah, up afterwards. Yeah, won, so. Bobby Lashley took the guitar. I guess it continues this feud. I'm not sure where it's going, but I enjoy 
the work that these three guys, Elias Lashley and Leo Rush, are putting in together. They have good chemistry. Yeah. But I, we'll see where the payoff is. I don't. They're not going to wrestle at the Rumble. They'll both be in the Royal Rumble. They're two of the top guys on Monday Night Raw. I don't know. Yeah, I think the next couple of weeks is going to be more of the same with the WWE. They're going to have the same type of matches, and then I, going into the new year is really going to start like shaking things up. Obviously, we'll get to Monday Night Raw and the whole announcement, but just based on Elias and Lashley, I think they still have a couple more weeks of this feud. Which I don't. I'm not upset about that. I, I'd like to see these guys continue to get some, you know, some meaningful stories. It's just where else can it go? Yeah, I feel it's played out. Yeah, I'd agree. Because you can't even do a oh, you know, we'll have a number one contenders match because you don't have a universal champion on the show. Nope. So you can't do that. The IC title is stuck with it's Dean stuck and the, Seth. Dean and Seth story. So this they got they got nothing to fight for. Yeah. You can only fight for bragging rights and the one step up so much. Yeah. It gets it gets stale. And some feuds don't need a title. This feud could probably use a title. This one, yeah, for sure. This one, otherwise, I don't even know how this started. It was, I guess it was the whole Baron Corbin start. thing. I don't know. Yeah, Elias turned face when Roman got sick, and then it kind of just happened. Yeah, they kind of just threw it together. So anyway, we'll get into the main show. R-Truth and Carmella win the Mixed Match Challenge by defeating Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Did this whole Mixed Match Challenge, when they put the 30 spot in the Royal Rumbles on the line and whatever you want it to call it. How the, you know, they're all expenses paid vacation. I, yeah. I don't care about But the 30 <laughs> spot in the Rumble is a big deal. And to give, throw it away, I, don't get me wrong, R-Truth has been putting on some great work. Yeah. He's he's always funny, but I'm glad that they're giving him some time in the ring. Even if they said, like, listeners are number 30 spot, I wouldn't like it. I don't want to know who 30 is. Yeah, if whoever it is. that's Because that's the biggest selling point of the Royal Rumble. My, my absolute favorite part of wrestling... I've said it before, it's just the surprise. Shock value. You never know what's going to happen. And that's why I love the Royal Rumble so much. You get that every 90 seconds or whatever fake time they say it is. So when you watch the Royal Rumble, all you want is, oh, who's next? Who's next? Who's Mm -hmm. next? You get to number 30. It's, oh, who's the last guy? And I'm going to be sitting there going, I can't wait for our truth to come out. I will say there's some speculation that he has, like, the the ditzy character. Like, he might not be the 30 guy. He might, like... He might forget. He might forget. He might go to the Women's Royal Rumble. Like There are ways around this, especially in the R-Truth storyline. I don't mind Carmella 30. That is, do I. That is what it is. She's credible. She's credible, That's exactly. Fine. But say it's John Cena, Triple H, uh, not Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Drew McIntyre is the four guys, and then R-Truth runs out there. It's like, this is stupid. But if <laughs> Carmella runs out there with Asuka and Charlotte, it's like, oh, okay. She's former ch- she was champ within the year. Yeah, exactly. That, she has a much easier route to the main event of her division than our truth does. Definitely. So that's what, yeah, the Carmelo thing, I don't mind. But that being said, I much rather prefer our truth in this spot than Jinder Mahal because our truth, they could at least play it off. Oh, it's funny. Ha 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 yeah, ha. Yeah. Jinder Mahal gets in that spot and it's, what are we doing? This De- is, definitely. this is absurd. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, finally, we'd like to get into some, you know, some, somewhat meaningful matches on this card. The Bar, the Usos, and the New Day is the match I was looking most forward to. I think they delivered. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro retained the SmackDown Tag Titles. Yeah. Um, you thought they delivered? You like this match? I, I don't think it was the best match that any combination of these six guys have had, or six, yeah. seven guys if you want to count. Xavier they're never going to put on a bad show. The, Absolutely not. These six. But I just hate these matches when like a whole team isn't legal. 
So it's like the one Uso's legal, yeah, one member of the bar is legal, and then the New Day's just standing there trying to like tag someone when they run by in their corner. It just doesn't make sense to me. I never, I never liked those matches. I always thought like, why can't three guys be legal in the ring at the same time and then have three guys on the apron? But um, that's just me. It was a good match. It was fine. I was a little surprised the bar retained. I thought either the Usos or the New Day were going to win the titles. But um, yeah, it works. We'll see where they go with it from here. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I, the, yeah, definitely. I enjoyed it. And now on SmackDown, you have plenty of opportunity here. We saw on SmackDown Live, we'll jump the gun a little bit. Anderson and Gallows back in the fold. Sanity back in the fold. So now you have the bar involved. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, it's good for sure. Like we said so many times, SmackDown's not a problem because the three tag teams on SmackDown are, are all amazing and they're all fun to watch. They're just oversaturated, the three of them. When you have guys like Sanity, you have guys like um, like the club that we've spoken about, and they just don't get used. The club came out there and said, we haven't been on TV since August. And when you think about that, that's, insan- that's insanity. It's crazy. They're two of the best tag teams in the world. Yeah, and it's 100% true. So I'm excited to see them get involved. I'm excited to see them get into the fold. And now the big match, which was kind of ridiculous, on paper, you had Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. We know Braun Strowman isn't healthy. He yeah. comes out in a sling, and you just have all the baby faces come out that Baron Corbin is wronged. What's going on? That was weird. Um, I saw Braun walking out there, and I was like, because we obviously knew beforehand he wasn't clear. There was some weird stuff going on where it's like maybe he'll just go in there and like clothesline him once and pin him, like really show how like overpowered he is or how strong he is. But yeah, he came out there, obviously Finn came out, Gable came out, Rude came out, and they all just kind of, Apollo Crews, like we spoke about, like we didn't even know he was involved in this, but I guess he was involved too, he was wrong some way or another by Baron Corbin. It was pretty silly, but um, I mean, it did, what it, it did what it did, it got rid of Baron Corbin. Yeah, so Baron Corbin is gone, and now the interesting part is you have the McMahons come out on Monday to make this big announcement, they're shaking things up, like, in the world of professional wrestling, they're saying, oh, well... Raw's been bad, and we want it to be good again. Yeah, it, it's the fault of whoever's writing it, whether it's a Vince McMahon or whoever's in charge of writing it. But in storyline, to just it's Baron Corbin's yeah, fault. No, Baron Corbin did this. Baron Corbin did that. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's kind of absurd. And they're getting a lot of like flack for this on like Twitter, on social media. They're like, "This is the problem." Like Vince, it's Vince's fault, and he's finally becoming and the writer's fault, and they're finally becoming like self-aware. But then instead of taking the blame, I mean, they kind of are, but at the same time, they're like, you know what, it's his fault. And now he, they're playing themselves to be the heroes. Like Vince, Stephanie, Shane, and Triple H are going to come in here and make Raw and SmackDown great again. And that's the only thing I dislike about it, because look, I thought Raw and SmackDown were great this week. Yeah. But to say, uh, for now, someone like Stephanie McMahon could say, oh, it's great because we made it great. You the know McMahon she will. Family, exactly. course, which I can't stand. It's, it's frustrating. It's a little refreshing to see that they're doing away with general managers. Like, they got rid of Paige, which doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, I think yeah, she's going like to go that. promote a new movie. So that's fine. You get rid of the general manager aspect. If you want to just have the McMahons in charge, like, that's fine. But still, you're going to go back to the – somehow – you're going to go back to a heel authority figure, most likely a Stephanie McMahon. At some point. Do, and she, oh, you know why Raw's been so great? Because of me. Yep. Like, I hate it. Exactly. I think with Paige, I didn't like that either. I thought she's done a really good job with um, her role, obviously, being the SmackDown general manager. Shane specified that she's not going anywhere. She's just going to be a different role. But she can't wrestle, so maybe a manager role. I don't really know. I don't know where she can go from here. You said she should promote her movie with The Rock, so maybe – 
when she comes back from that, we'll see what they yeah, have. Yeah, but then, her. exactly, when she comes back on TV, what do you have? Yeah, I'm not really sure. She's really limited. I don't even know if she can, like, be a manager. I don't know if she can, like, risk taking a bump. I, I don't know. I don't think she can. Yeah. So it, it's it's a wild it's a whole situation. And just one more thing on the whole, like, Raw thing. We'll get into it later. But the problem with me is, like, they're like, oh, everyone's coming back. All these vignettes, like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, uh, six people coming from NXT, which is awesome. We're really excited about it. But a big issue is the Raw and SmackDown rosters are really talented. It's not the people. It's the writing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like, for so sure. It's like, oh, it's going to be fun seeing all these new faces, but, like, it's not We've the had the faces. Fault. Exactly. Yeah. We've had the faces for so long. It's just the way they're being utilized is the issue. Hopefully, And, obviously, you said before they're self-aware. They're seeing that. Hopefully, it's, yeah, we see that, and we're not only are we going to fix it, but all these guys, whether it's the new faces that are coming back, Along with the guys who are here, you know, doing all their stuff, going day in and day out, working their butts off, you know, they're going to get it too because there's a big rumor going on that Finn Balor's in line for a huge push in 2019. We would love that. So that he falls into that category of. Oh, that's (laughs) another thing. But he falls into that category of, well, he's not a new face. He's a guy, he's been towards the top of the card. Since he's been on the roster. Yeah. So if that's the type of guy who can get involved with the main card, whether it's a returning Brock putting the Universal title on the line or whatever it is, I'm all for that. Definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun. Friend's one of the most over guys. It feels like every time he's in line for a push, every time he's like ready to take that next step, he either gets hurt or something happens. And let's hope that he stays healthy in 2019 and he has a great year. So we'll... We'll get back to all that. We'll keep it with TLC, the next few matches. Natalia beats Ruby Riot. She put her through the table that had Ruby Riot's face on it. I I didn't love this. It wasn't great. I didn't like it at all. Um, I hated what happened on Raw more, but we'll talk about that later. Um, she put all three members of the Riot Squad through the table. Yeah, Natalia's looking real strong. That Liv Morgan bump. That was scary. That was she, scary. She is so light, and she, she just got... Liv Morgan is like 85 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. She went through that table hard. She flew. She almost overshot it because she flew so much, and it was, that was scary. She was good. She was on Raw the next, the next day, so she's okay. That was good. Why is Natalia getting a push right now? Why isn't Ruby Riot getting this push right now? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about it, but, you know, you have that Raw gauntlet match. Natalia comes out as the winner. She gets the shot against Ronda. Say what you want about Natalia. I'm not the biggest fan of Natalia. I'll say that flat out. But it's she looks she looks pretty good in the ring these past few few days. I've never questioned her like in ring ability. She's great in the ring, but I'm like I don't know. I don't want to say I'm like over her as because she's been around forever, obviously. But like that looked really bad. She came out. She beat Ember Moon. I was like, all right. Ember Moon was tired. Ruby Riot comes in. I'm like all right, Ruby Riot fifty fifty booking. She'll get her win back from last night. Right. We'll figure it out. She loses. I'm like. Wow, okay. Then Sasha comes out as the last one. I was like, oh, it's Sasha. Well, it makes sense. It's, it's you over. You want to have Sasha Ronda the money match. Get her tired. Sasha to come out here, and she makes Sasha tap out. Well, I don't mind it because you never had the payoff of, you know, over the summer, Natalia and Ronda all buddy-buddy. You never had that payoff. I didn't need that we payoff. We figured, I know you didn't, and I could have taken it or leave it, but <laughs> if we're going to get it, I'm all for it. Ronda and Natalia can both go in the ring. I really don't have an issue with it. Rot- Natalia's looked really good as long as, I said it the other day to you guys, as long as they stay as friends and it's just like, you know, you know a nice fight, you know, mutual respect, because Ronda's not going to turn. Yeah. And Natalia as a heel is insufferable. <laughs> I can't take it. So 
if, if they're two baby faces and they're just going to put on a good, clean match, I'm all for it. One off, it's going to happen this Monday. You don't think I'll take it. You don't think Ronda turns heel before WrestleMania? No, I think that's a possibility, but just I don't. Not yet. I don't think the big Ronda heel turn is going to come at the hands of Natalia. I thought like her pushing over the ladder and like the whole thing was like her heel turn, but I guess not. I don't. Th- I honestly think you have three tweeners in Ronda Rousey, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. Yeah. But, all right, that's fair. Becky's like a tweener, but at the loosest term, she's a face. yeah for sure. She's she's like that anti-establishment. Yeah. She, she's a baby face, but. We'll get, we'll get into that when we talk about the triple threat match. Before we go to break, one more match we'll talk about. Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre at TLC. Finn Balor got a big win against Drew. Dolph Ziggler got involved, as some of us had said the other day. So, And then this Thursday, uh, this Thursday, this upcoming Monday on Raw, we're going to get a triple threat. Finn Balor, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, it's obviously going to be a great match. Um, it's... It's frustrating to me just because it's not it's out of their control, but I wish I did this whole like new era thing after the new year. You know what I'm saying? Like first Raw in January. Because they did this whole big announcement and then next week is taped, obviously. It's on Christmas, so we kinda know what's going on already and it's more of the same, but I'm gonna we're gonna give him a pass because it's taped and because the whole nine, but I kinda wish it was a fresh start then. I'm excited for this match though, obviously. That all three of these guys are great. So No, I am too. It'll be interesting. I'm excited to see where the story goes between McIntyre, Finn Balor, and Dolph Ziggler. Like obviously, like I said before, the rumor of Balor moving up in the card. Drew McIntyre has been there. We'll see what happens with Dolph Ziggler. It'll be interesting. You know, we'll talk about the rest of TLC. We'll get into the big announcements on Raw and SmackDown. But first, we're gonna step aside for a quick break. You're listening. To the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein, Mark Sanger, the big homie here with you. Chris Klimazewski, Andrew Servideo. We talked about it. We're not happy. They're not here. What are we going to do? You got the A-team talk going today. Yes, sir. The show must go on. It's outrageous. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> so we got more TLC to talk about. The next match on that card, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton in a chairs match. Yeah, um, it was fun. I mean, we know what we're getting with these two at this point in the game. Um, the dolphin, not the dolphin, the penguin dive Ray had on the outside with the chair on his chest. That was really cool. I love that. I like that. That's great. That was super cool. Um, weird finish to this match. There was a lot of the, the chairs were all set up. Something crazy was going to happen. Then it was a roll up. It's kind of. I, I don't even know what it was, but Mysterio gets the win. It was. This whole feud has been strange between these two guys. That's for sure. Yeah, the whole thing with Randy pulling off his mask and. Which, like, the first time it happened months ago, like, I don't think it was on purpose. It didn't look like it. It might, like, slipped off. But then they just they ran with the story it. storyline, and now... I don't know. I want, like, Randy to do something important. I feel like Randy has not done anything, like, notable besides running into arcane people in so long. Well, for the past, I want to say, almost year and a half, there's been rumors, oh, yeah, after this story, Randy's going to take some time off. Oh, Randy's yeah. gonna. Oh, well, yeah, he's feuding with Jeff, but he's gonna take some time off after. Oh, he's with Mysterio, but after that, he's gonna take. When is that? Is he gonna take time off or not? He's obviously older. He's well, like thirty six now, but like he's thirty seven, thirty seven. He's still great. I still love watching That's him for sure. every time. But he hasn't. Like you said, he's not. He, he keeps having these rumors that he might take some time off. You know, his family maybe have some like surgery if he needs some some stuff fixed. But um, same with Jeff Hardy in that front. You always hear like Jeff Hardy's gonna take time. Like, for the longest time, I was like, oh, he took that big spot, he fell off the cage, he's going to take, like, a couple months off. He never did. Nothing. So. Nothing happened. Yeah, that's right. I, it's interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Rey Mysterio. I love Randy Orton. But this feud really hasn't, hasn't been doing it for me. There's no there's no structure to it. There's nothing. They're not fighting for anything. There's no, I don't know. They just have, like, with, a, a, And these are two guys, like we mentioned with Elias Population, these are two guys that don't necessarily need to have anything, like a title to fight for. No. 
but give me something. Yeah, at least explain your motives. I know, like... Like, not yeah, neither of them have really been cutting any promos. It's just RKO out of nowhere. You know, Mysterio gets out of it. I think, I think Randy says, like, I want to RKO all your heroes, like, something like that. Like, everyone everyone you like. Like, it's, it's, it's just weird. It doesn't really make any sense. No, I think either of them should probably be in the U.S. picture right now or... Even the main title, it's just all, it's all weird. we got to see where it, they go. It's a it. whole thing. It'll be interesting to see where the title pictures on SmackDown go. We'll get into it in a little bit after we finish TLC. So the next match, Ronda Rousey defends the Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax. Yeah, um, this went a little longer than I thought. I was in the camp that thought Ronda was just going to squash her really quickly. Uh, it didn't play out like that. There was a lot of, a lot of good moves, obviously, the whole time. Nia, um, Ronda's trying to get the submission in. Yeah, it was a pretty good match for what it was. And here's my thing about Ronda Rousey. I think she's great in the ring. Yeah. It's blatantly obvious. She She's not good at much else. She's a bad promo. Every week she's in the ring cutting a promo. Everyone says, oh, well, she's getting better. She's getting better. She sounds ridiculous every week. You you, you can feel it's off a script. Like you it's, feel Not she... only is it off a script, but, like, Ronda Rousey, the character, yeah. is, you know, she's just... This badass woman straight from the UFC, and she's gonna beat everybody up. So she doesn't, but she adds like these metaphors and like all this mystique that like a character, someone like the Undertaker, like like a weird character like that. Not like not Ronda Rousey, who this is yeah. actually who she is. Work. We watch this in the UFC. She doesn't need to add all of this fluff to her promos. Just talk and say, "All right, I'm I'm looking for a fight." That's she all had, we she need. had a weird line about like what makes a real champion, and I was just like, "That's that's a weird thing to say." Yeah, well, she's all, she's what has she been saying? Uh, yeah, what makes a real champion? Or she keeps talking about like her kingdom, or she's on the top yeah, of this mountain like, in the women's division. Like it's not worth it. I'm Ronda Rousey. Who's next? That's, that's all, all she need. has to say, and to keep her mystique, need. to keep her everything. Like we said, like she has these promos, I guess, written for her. She probably doesn't write them herself. That just make her sound silly. I heard she's been writing some of them. Really? Which may start it. I remember, I remember the thing with Becky. Like she called her the Millennial Man. It was. It, just, it doesn't make sense. And like you said, like all she has to do is say, "Who's next? Who wants? Who wants the next shot? At the title? Like, that's so, that's all you have to say." Up. And she kind of did that this Monday. The back after, end of her after promo. The, promo. the first half of the promo was more of the same, you know, weird stuff. Just get right to it. I think mean, that's what makes like the Miz and, and Seth Rollins, all these guys on the mic, so good. A lot of it's improv. Like they have their guidelines, and they just kind of like go off of that to see how the crowd's reacting, and they make it sound really good. She's a robot. She says exactly what's on her mind, what she what she read beforehand. That too, and a lot of it, like you mentioned, two guys like the Miz and Seth Rollins, their characters really just their real life selves turned up to eleven. Yep. So there's no re- like they're not making up any ridiculous claims. They're just these guys who. You know, the oh, he's the most must-see superstar in the WWE. Sure, he's just this cocky guy. Seth Rollins, he's a workhorse. He's a you know working-class guy. Ronda doesn't have to be this huge, uh, you know, elaborate thing. She could just be Ronda Rousey, the former UFC champion, who's here to submit everybody. Yeah, that's all I have to do. And that, and the most ridiculous part about it is that's what they are doing in the ring. And yeah, in the ring. But yes. then you give her a microphone. It's it's disgusting. Yep. I really, I really dislike it. The stuff she says about like Becky, like doesn't work. I mean, Twitter's okay, but like Becky usually exposes her on Twitter. And I don't yeah, that know. too. That's <laughs> always fun. Yeah. So anyway, a few more matches. Uh, arguably the match of the night: Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, one on one for the WWE Championship. The new Daniel Bryan gets the win with the roll up. Small package. I think yeah, this just isn't over, and that's fine by me. No, probably not. But um, 
I actually really love this match. This is my favorite match of the card. I thought, For it, was, sure. I thought it was really good. I was really excited about the triple threat match and Seth and Dean. We'll get into both of those after. But um, yeah, I love this match. Yeah. Um, so Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, excuse me, well, both them too, but Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, I got to watch Wrestle Forever. Yeah. And two of the best That's, in the world, two of the best ever. And it's so refreshing to see these guys in the ring. They've been crossing paths the past couple of years since AJ's been involved with the WWE. Daniel Bryan now obviously cleared. And with this new Daniel Bryan, he continues to just deliver. You see his entrance at TLC. He was, like, crawling to the ring. Yeah. Everything he does, he's doing more and more of, like, that old-school Ring of Honor heel Daniel Bryan that I absolutely love. Yeah, the fans want to chant yes. He, he, he does, like, one maybe, then he stops and he puts his hands he's, down. And it's so funny how quickly he became the biggest babyface ever. To just snap of his fingers, he's the biggest heel in professional It's really wrestling. worked, too. A lot of times the fans like dictate who they want to cheer for, but they're, they're booing him. They're supposed they, to boo they for him, and they are. Yeah. Um, another thing I read, actually, apparently his, his merch has been terrible since he went heel. I don't know. Which is, honestly, which is good. It makes sense, obviously. It's like, we're not supporting him anymore. And they're not really pumping out much merch for him anymore. Like, peak Daniel Bryan, yes movement, like, every every two weeks he had a new t-shirt. Yeah. He had a towel. He had, you know, wrist just tape, whatever it buy. was. He had, you know, the beard mask, whatever it was. Now he has his one shirt, and he cut a promo for, it was for WWE.com. He cut it against Kathy Kelly and Mike Rome. He was just talking about, you know, AJ Styles, you know, he comes out here. Yeah, I respect him as a performer, but he comes out here with his T-shirt and his gloves, and all he he's just trying to sell, sell, sell. They made <laughs> one Yes is Dead shirt. Have you seen me wear that? No. That's not what I'm about. I'm yeah. just about whatever, whatever, whatever. It works. It's great. It's great. And then he asked, he asked Captain Kelly and Mike Rome, their holiday sweaters. It's probably not even, it's probably what, inorganic, cotton, whatever. Cashmere. Whatever he said, <laughs> he continues to deliver on the most yeah. ridiculous claims, but he makes them work. It's amazing. And that's what makes Daniel Bryan so, so good. No question. I mean, just looking at SmackDown as a whole, I know we're expecting a lot of change SmackDown Raw, but SmackDown having the new Daniel Bryan gimmick, Becky Lynch, even Charlotte's been great lately. AJ Styles, the Mustafa Ali stuff. There's so much stuff going on in SmackDown. It's great to watch. And it's funny that you had the McMahons come out on Raw. We're gonna fix everything. We're gonna do this, and then you see them on SmackDown. Yeah, we're gonna fix. Well, we're gonna fix everything. We're gonna do it. Fix what? SmackDown was fine. Exactly. Like you could fix Raw, great, but don't touch SmackDown. Why are we getting rid of Paige? Paige was great. It, again, it doesn't make <laughs> much sense. Two more matches to talk about on TLC before we can finally dive into this whole Raw and SmackDown shakeup. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Dean Ambrose becomes Intercontinental Champion yet again by beating Seth Rollins. I enjoyed this match. It had high expectations. I don't think it lived up to them. No. But a lot of people were really, really sour on this match. Yeah, together, this is boring chant, and a Dean and Seth match is a really bad look for the crowd. And I, I, obviously, they were tired. There was a there was a four-hour show. They, they wanted to see the main event. They were chanting, we want Becky, but still. And now, you also, weirdly enough, you put this match between... The WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, and the women's triple threat match, triple threat TLC match, this was the cool-down match. This was not the spot for this match. Yeah. This was not the stipulation for this match. This was a blood feud. Get them a ladder. Get them a, a, even you know a tables match. No Definitely. DQ. Something. You give these guys a slow one-on-one, and whoever, you know, whoever put this match together, they put it together, you know, a slow, methodical, grappling style. These two guys should have been... 
beating beating the crap of each other yeah, right out the gate. You can't put this type of match, like you said, blood uh, blood feud, slow grappling, methodical. You can't put this in the in the third hour, or the fourth hour of a pay per view. It doesn't work. Especially, it doesn't matter. These two are like two of the best guys. It, it's still not going to be entertaining for the crowd. Even and, if even if this match called for that, yeah, which it, that was the problem. Also, even if this was you know a, a match between two you know map based guys, and yeah, we want to see all that grappling and stuff like that. That's not what you want to see late in the show, especially when you have Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, the hottest feud in the co- one of the hottest feuds in the company right now, this side of Becky, Charlotte, Ronda. Yeah. And then you get this. My big thing with the whole thing, when we found out it wasn't going to be a TLC, it was just going to be a straight up one on one match, I was like, all right, there's going to be like a weird finish. There's going to be like disqualification, double count out. It was just a clean Dean Ambrose win. Which, yeah, we, I, just, I thought maybe Renee would get involved. Something would happen, and nothing happened. So it was just, it was just weird. And now I'm not sure where they go at this point. Dean got the win. Now obviously, Seth came out on Monday, dressed in the with the suit and the gas mask was one of his henchmen. He came out, and he attacked Dean from behind. So it's obviously not done. But what happens next? I think he just loses the rematch, and then he moves on. That's what I think. That's what I hope. I think I think so too, because I think there's. A huge spot for Seth Rollins at the top of the card with a potential Universal Championship at WrestleMania. Maybe uh, the Rumble. I don't know. Well, the Rumble's Braun versus Brock, but maybe after the Rumble, who knows? Would they have an IC match at the Rumble and then both be in the Rumble? Would that happen? Or They could. They've done that before. Yeah. I think I could see it. I could see there. Maybe you get the rematch there, then they're both in the Rumble. Maybe Seth gets the upper hand in the actual rumble, and after he gets and then like after that, they're done. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. So finally, we have the triple threat match: Oscar, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship in the TLC match. Oscar gets the win after Ronda Rousey tips over the ladder with Charlotte and Becky. What'd you think about this, Mark? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match. Um, I, I predicted Oscar. I think you did too. I think we both thought she yeah, was going. Yeah, I definitely did. We were um, so I was happy with the result. Um, I wasn't happy with the execution. Yeah, it was kind of weird how they did it. Ronda came over, pushed over the ladder. It wasn't like a real big spot. It was a weird, it was a soft bump. Becky landed on her feet and then just kind of like rolled out of the ring. Yeah, so and I was like, like Charlotte uh, hit one of the ropes and, and like rolled out of the, out. didn't even roll out of the ring. She just landed on the on the mat. It was, if you're going to do this, you got to sell it. Definitely. There was a lot of stiff spots in this match. Lots of, they really went all out for sure. Um Charlotte speared Oscar like through the barricade, but it didn't really give out and it kind of just like stood. Oh so. yeah, and the, I think the, biggest one was the leg drop off the ladder yeah. from Becky to Charlotte. She kind of just, she probably broke a couple ribs. It looked like she broke her ribs. She turned over. They had to bleep it out because she she yelled a curse word. So it was like a, a little bit of a jump in the time of the uh, the show. Uh, yeah, that was really crazy. We didn't hear anything bad, so I guess she's fine. But Yeah, I guess she's fine. The match it, was great, top looked, to bottom. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's for um, sure. I think they picked the right winner. I'm happy with the result. Definitely, because now you can, Charlotte and Becky Lynch are freed to either go over, do this feud with Ronda, whatever it is, and now you have Asuka can, again, give the opportunity to, to whoever else on the SmackDown roster. We saw it with Naomi Naomi, Carmella. Carmella, yeah. Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, whoever it is. It'll be maybe Nikki Cross and Lacey Evans, depending on if they go to Raw and SmackDown. It makes the most sense. It opens up opportunities for other people. Obviously, it's really looking like a triple threat match at Mania to me between Charlotte, Ronda, and Becky. They, they can obviously play it different ways. They can make it a singles match, but it, it looks like a triple threat match to well, me. Well, it depends what happens. It depends on who has a title, who doesn't. They just announced that Becky Lynch is getting a one-on-one rematch against Asuka at the Royal Rumble. I don't like that just because 
like he's not going to win, and I don't think that makes sense to give her a loss right now. I think, well, yeah, you could have her lose to Oscar, but then at, at the very least, Becky put Becky in the Rumble. I think Becky has to win the Rumble. It could be. I think Becky or Charlotte, one or the other. The way I see it right now, yeah, either Becky or Charlotte, then the other one has to get into that match somehow. I think it's a triple threat match. I don't see how they don't I make do too. at this point. I don't see how it's not. And another thing with triple threat match, they can protect Ronda. She doesn't have to take the loss. And if it's a triple threat match, I would still, because we saw Charlotte Ronda one on one. We've seen Becky Charlotte one on one. If we get that triple threat match, I still would like to see Ronda Becky one on one beforehand. Do you think we would get that? When? Is there time, I, is there time there's for two, that? I mean, there's two pay per views between the Rumble and WrestleMania, but when and how? I think I don't think when is the issue. I think how do you set that up? Yeah, I don't think I don't really know if that can work out unless they uh, really go all in with this new era stuff and be like, you know what, we're gonna have a, a cross brand match, like something like, like a little, little wild. It'll be interesting, but top to bottom, I thought this TLC card was pretty solid. Yeah, I really, I, it was like a, I said, really good card. It was just long. That was the only thing that it, it was very it, long, but it was a good way to close the year. It put a wrap on a few storylines, gave some new heat to some others. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's I, for sure. I eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. That's fair. I'd say like probably seven. I could have done without a couple of matches. I say if you remove like th- three matches from this card, it would have been re- like an A. It would have been like really great. It was good. I like that we went from rating it from one to ten, and then you just I went to a letter grade. A letter yeah. grade. Reasonable. So it would have been a nine. Fair. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Lots of talking for me this this today. For you know, sure. It's not yeah. my fault. So, uh, well, well, that's that's it for TLC. We'll get into the beginning of Raw before we go to another break. So, Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon, Vince, Shane, and Triple H, they come out to start Raw, and the the outcome ended up being really well. Yeah, well done. Raw was good, but this whole first half hour of Raw was atrocious. Definitely, like we said, like Raw and SmackDown wound up being really good this week, so we're really happy about that. But. The actual announcement, the actual delivery of the whole thing was terrible. Where like they came out and said this, like, so what happened? Because the whole thing was like, oh, they're shaking things up. We're like, is there a draft? Is there? Are we gonna make some trades? Are we gonna really mix things up? And it's like, oh, we're just gonna uh, take over. And Triple H is something that really bothered me. He was like, no more will we. Uh, what did he say? He was like, we're not gonna not listen anymore. We're gonna care about you people. He said something like really stupid. And I was like, come on, man. Like, like we're not stupid. We understand what's happening. Like, and. The weirdest part about the whole thing is Baron Corbin comes out after the scapegoat Baron Corbin. They do the same thing. And he, well, not even that. Before that, he's in the middle of his promo. <laughs> they cut to commercial. They cut to commercial. So we're all in our group chat being like, so wait, what does this mean? <laughs> like, was that it? Is that, it? like, Baron Corbin's not the general manager. The McMahons are doing something new. We don't really know. It was, it was done poorly. Um, yeah, I don't know if that was the USA Network or, like, or... The producers at Raw being like, dang, we got to go to commercial right now. It was it was really bad. It was mistimed. It was weird. It was really weird. And then they did the exact same thing from the night before on Raw, which kind of like... Yeah, so then after that, you have Baron Corbin in the match with Kurt Angle. Yeah. And then they said, oh, by the way, it's a no-DQ match. Oh, Heath by the Slater's way... Heath Slater's the ref. Yeah, Heath Slater's the ref. By the way, it's a no-DQ handicap match. So Rude, Gable, and Apollo Crews all got involved. Okay. It's the same thing, but... um. The whole takeaway for me with this is Ron's Matt were great. We got to build on this. We can't go back. I know next week is it's tape show. It's not going to be exciting. It's not going to be fun. But after that, we got to get back to which I think I like. I have no problem that it's a tape show. Yeah, let all these guys, guys and girls, go yeah. home for Christmas. That's fine. But the timing is poor because you have this big announcement yep. where. Oh, Raw and SmackDown, you know, it's a fresh restart here. But then the first week, it's these taped shows that aren't going to have 
much. They should have waited till January. First week of January, and then they. I think so. It would have made a lot more sense. I, I think they would have benefited from that. Otherwise, we'll get into how Raw and SmackDown unfolded in just a moment. But first, we're going to take one more break. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. Burn it down! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein, the big homie Mark Sanger, to my left. That's it for today. If uh, if you've been listening, you know why. We're not too happy with it, but that's life. Such is life. It's a real shame. Yep. It really is. But uh, I don't want to continue to... To bash them. Yeah, as as much as they deserve it. They can feel terribly about themselves as it is. And you know, Andrew defending himself, saying, I'm not Brock Lesnar, what are you talking about? Then not showing up the next week? It's a bad look, Andrew. Unreal. Yeah, that's... I, and then he, he says to us, oh, well, next week we're doing our year in review, right? We'll do the year awards, which there. we will. Stay tuned for that next week on the Phenomenal Forum. That'd be great. And he says, oh, yeah, I'll be there. You know why? Because that's a big show. Because he's going to get out of bed for that wow. one. Wow. Yeah. He's really fitting into the stereotype right now. Yeah, he he really is, and it's it's unreal. That's all I have to say. So anyway, we'll move it on with Monday Night Raw. Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler had a match. They fight to a DQ. Drew McIntyre gets involved. We mentioned we're going to get that triple threat match next week. I'm excited for it. Yeah, that'll be a good match. Drew came out, beat them both up. Drew looks great. The other two don't get hurt. It was good. Yeah, you know, three solid th- workers, three of the best on Raw. It'll be a great match. I like again. I'm excited to see where they go. We'll move it on. This Dean Ambrose promo. Yeah. He calls out Seth Rollins. He doesn't come out, and then he says, "All right, fine. You know what? I'm gonna take out a page out of his book. I'll have an open challenge for anyone but Seth Rollins." Yeah. And Tyler Breeze answered, which I loved. That was awesome. I thought it was great. I haven't seen him in a really long time. Before NXT, about a week ago, when he fought Ricochet, and then he's right back on the main roster now, fighting Dean Ambrose. And, yeah, it was a quick match. Ambrose got the win, but it was a good showcase for Tyler Breeze. And I feel like this is what this quote-unquote new era is all about. Like, it's giving the fans the guys they want, the chances that they don't get. It's, it's just whether, it's some, whether you want Tyler Breeze or not, I want Tyler, Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Other people might not, but it's different. It's, some, it's fresh and it's new, which I think is the biggest thing. The whole thing, all all night, where they're saying, you're the authority now to the fans. And Which is ridiculous. I hated it, but that's not the point. The that's point just going to be like, the tagline. Hashtag, you're the authority, trending worldwide. Exactly. A couple of my friends were texting me, like, oh, what is going on with this? I'm like, oh, just, just pump the brakes and see what happens. Like They they don't they don't watch a ton, but they know I do, so they really ask me like what it's about. But, um, yeah, the whole thing was, uh, you're the authority, but it kind of felt like that a little bit. I feel like for the first time, they maybe they read Twitter, maybe they read the comments, like, we like Tyler Breeze. We like the Revival. Why don't these guys get chances? And all at once, they all did. Yeah, and then the Revival had the Fatal 4-Way number 1 contenders tag match in the, the style you love. Two guys in the ring, everybody else on the apron. Ridiculous. Yep. So the Revival beats the Altars of Pain, the Lucha House Party, and the B Team. So they're going to get a number 1 contender shot. This match did what it did. The Revival looked real strong. They got the win with the Shadow Machine. Yeah, it's just not fair that it wasn't under Lucha House Party rules. I think it could have changed the whole outcome <laughs> Which of this match. Which they just dropped. Now it's now it's like a heel thing that Baron Corbin made up while their faces. It, does, it doesn't it, make sense. It didn't make <laughs> sense. It no longer makes sense. There were a lot of storylines that they just dropped. Which is probably for the best. In favor of this new era. They dropped the you know how Alexa Bliss was the in charge of the women's on division TV? on Raw. Was she she on wasn't Raw? on TV. That's no. over. Yeah. You'd have to assume. They dropped Lucha House Party rules, which I don't 
It's fine by me. They dropped Paige as the GM, and also they dropped they dropped the planned Shane McMahon heel turn. They said that's done. All probably for the best. Yeah, I'm not upset We're, about missing any of those. We need Alexa Bliss back on TV in some capacity. I think she's close, right, to actually wrestling. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think she may have been she's cleared, she's but they were just center. And who knows? So hopefully she gets back soon. She's obviously one of the best in the division. And now, and now one of the biggest things talked about all week: these six NXT call-ups. Yeah. That they've been talking about. Lars Sullivan, who has been teased the past few weeks. You got Lars Sullivan, Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans, Heavy Machinery, and EC3. I know EC3. You're more than excited I've been, about I've been waiting for EC3 to be on Monday Night Raw since 2011. Yeah. I cannot wait so long for coming. this guy to be on the main roster. He's the, he's the type of guy like Elias where in NXT there was nothing really for him. He wasn't really suited for that. That's, you know, the small crowd, the whatever storylines he was in. But the minute he gets to the main roster, he's going to be electric. He's a big money guy, exactly. There's, there's no doubt about it. I'm excited for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's going on with Lars Sullivan? We've seen these vignettes for like two months now. We've been I, seeing the vignettes, and then every other day we get a, something on the internet that says, like, oh, Lars Sullivan in trouble over this tweet. Or, oh, wait, that wasn't real. I don't really get it. He tweeted some weird stuff when they announced it on Raw. Then he wound up deleting those tweets. I don't know if he's just like in trouble with the company and like they don't want to like squash his push because they really have high hopes for him. But he's in a really weird spot. I feel like whenever they do this, if you, obviously you remember the Emma stuff from the, her vignettes for like six months. Yeah, it hurts it when it's so long. It's like do it for like two weeks and then have them show up. Like when you just keep yeah. doing it. Oh, he's coming soon. I honestly don't wouldn't mind if. We just got some sort of surprise. Like, if one day, if there was never any Lars Sullivan vignettes, and all of a sudden one day, you know, he came out and squashed Seth, like, and he just beat up Seth Rollins. Yeah. And he put him in an ambulance or something like that. That's. That's an impact. That's so much better. Instead of the vignettes, 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 and oh, Michael Cole said, oh, we've been hearing about Lars Sullivan for weeks. Instead, you know, if you get just this man hops the barricade, starts. Attacking someone like Makes Seth a Rollins, and all you hear from Michael Cole is, "Oh my God, who is that?" And then, "Oh wow, that's Lars Sullivan." Takes off the hood, it's Lars Sullivan, and that's you know? it. That's all you need. I think they have to have like a big impact debut, especially the way that they're hyping him up. If he if he shows up for his first match, it's like a local jobber, and he squashes him. I'm I'm out on that. I have, I have no. Uh, I'm no who wrestle Kurt Hawkins? Exactly. No excitement. I don't care. Um, maybe the Royal Rumble is when he debuts. I thought for sure he would debut either on Raw or SmackDown this week after the big announcement to start off Raw, but it didn't happen. I don't know, Beach. So these. These six competitors, they mentioned that they're coming to the main roster, but they haven't said if they'll be on Raw or SmackDown. So we'll go down the list. Who do you think – where do you think each of these people are going to go? I think Lars Sullivan has a – I think originally I would have said SmackDown. I think SmackDown, but you go on. But now, you know, Braun's hurt. We don't really know what's going on. I think Lars Sullivan may have a spot on Raw. But that's the whole thing with Braun. They don't want, I don't think they want two monsters on the same brand. I know obviously Braun's out right now. But you expect him to be back next month for the Royal Rumble. And at that point, he might be Universal Champion. Probably not, but he might be. And then at that point, you have two you have these two similar monsters, guys. Yeah. Where SmackDown doesn't really have a big guy right now. They have a lot of really great wrestlers. They don't have like a monster. I think Lars Sullivan would benefit from going to SmackDown, but I see him on Raw. All right. Now, next up is Nikki Cross. I see her on SmackDown. Yeah, I think that's no question. Obviously, she has the ties to Sanity. She already yeah, showed up. Yeah, that's true, too. She fought uh, Becky like she a couple, Becky couple in that ago. one match. It, uh, that makes the most sense. Yeah, right. Lacey Evans, I think she goes to Raw. Yeah, Raw. You probably want to split the two girls. Don't put them on yeah, the same Yeah, you got brand. Lacey Evans. I think she goes to Raw. Heavy Machinery, 
I'm not really familiar with them. That's I think you. this is you know, the big, big Haas tag team, two huge guys. I think they go to Raw. SmackDown tag team is solid. Yeah. Plus, you send these guys to Raw, they could stand toe-to-toe with AOP. All right. Yeah, that'll work. I got them on Raw. And then EC3. It's a tough one. It really is. I could see it going either way. Yeah. He screams SmackDown Live. Does he? But the way. I think so. I really do to get because I think he'd really get a big shot there. Mm-hmm. But he's another guy that you I, I'd love to see. I think he's Raw. one of those guys like Vince would see and be like, I want him on my show, like the A show. I want him on Monday Night Yeah, Raw. definitely. He's built. He's he's the look. He's yeah. He can talk. He's. I'll tell you one thing. This is to- total dream scenario. This is just me saying, oh, well, you know, I've been watching EC3 forever. I really, really want to see him wrestle John Cena at a WrestleMania. He's been hyping it up and teasing it forever I on want Instagram that and so Twitter. I want that so bad. Not only do I, happen. do I want that so bad, Cena could come back and not really have anything to do. Yeah. You just, oh, I heard you're calling me on Instagram. Give, them, tw- like that. give them 12 minutes just talking. in the first couple hours of WrestleMania. Yeah. First two, one of the first matches at Mania, John Cena versus EC3. I'd lose my mind. The scary part about him going to Raw is him getting like stuck in the shuffle. Lost in the shuffle, sure. Which a lot with Elias, Lashley, all these like like mid carders that like could probably be inventors, but they're not. So yeah, hopefully he goes to SmackDown. I it's all in is I'm very in, I'm very interested to see what they do with the rest of them. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens also had re- coming su- coming uh, returning soon vignettes. Kevin Owens is one of my favorite in the whole company. I know Sami Zayn is one of your favorites. Yeah, Sami so. Zayn is you know. I've said it a million times. Sami Zayn is, without a doubt, my absolute favorite wrestler in the company. And I love Kevin Owens, so and we're very happy. I'm excited to see the two of them back. I heard that Owens, is. there was rumors before that that he wasn't going to be ready for WrestleMania. Now it's the end of December, and they're saying uh, returning soon. It'll be interesting. I think he had surgery on both knees, but I guess he's ready to go. I'm excited for it. it yeah. It'll shake things up. That's what they want to do, and that's the perfect way to do it. You bring back someone like Sami Zayn, someone like Kevin Owens, throw them right into the mix. Sami Zayn had an amazing tweet. I don't know if you saw it. He said, like, wow, I forgot how good I am at wrestling, but then I saw that promo, and it was, I, was, I was cracking up. <laughs> I it was, did see it. It was really he's, good. He's the best. He really is. So then finally, the last thing on Raw was that women's gauntlet match. We mentioned it. Natalia got the win. I know you're not too happy yeah. about it. I'm cool with it. I really am. I just don't think it made any sense. I mean – the start made a lot of sense. Becky, uh, not Becky, Bailey lasted a long time. She did away with Alicia. She did away with. Uh, it was Bailey beat Dana Alicia Brooke. Fox and Dana Brooke, and, and then, then Mickey, Mickey James her. came out beat Bailey. Bailey looked great. Um, of course, she always does. But then, then Ember- explain, explain to me Natalia. I know we did it a little bit earlier, but like, why would that happen? Because it, it's an interesting story to see. Oh well, Natalia and Ronda Rousey, the good friends, the training partners, finally. You know, getting in the ring one-on-one. They haven't done that yet. It's a good story. You realize how bad that makes Sasha Banks look? Ruby Riot too. I, you, not, you don't get mad at Ember Moon. She already had the match beforehand. She's protected in that sense. And Ruby Riot comes out with the, her two friends. They have the distraction. She lost to her the night before when they were both fresh. And she loses, she loses to her. And then Sasha Banks is one of the best in the company. No, no, no. I, I agree. And you have Natalia, not fresh. She was able to defeat those couple wrestlers back to back to back. It doesn't make much sense. Like, I, I understand it, but I'm okay with it. I really am. It's just, I'm not okay with Sasha losing in that way and, tap, uh, and tapping it's, out. It's not like she's been built credibly for a very long time. It don't matter. She, no, she's been written terribly for the last, I don't know how many months, but that's not even the point. It's, like, it's still like her name. It's still like her value. And now, I mean, obviously, they can build her back up whenever they want, but it's not, it's, it really frustrated me to see that happen. So anyway, a couple more minutes here. We'll get into SmackDown. Yeah. So sh- we mentioned Shane announces Paige stepping down as GM. The McMahons are going to run that show also, I guess. And the show starts off Becky, Charlotte, and Asuka. 
the three of them cutting the promo all together and Asuka, it ends with Asuka having a match against Naomi. Yeah, it was uh, giving people opportunity. That was the whole thing. Vince came out and said, Naomi's going to get a shot right now. It's a weird promo. I feel like Becky and Charlotte both proved the point that they're not even worried about Asuka. They're looking at Ronda. Yeah. So it's kind of, they're looking past the champion, which I feel like Asuka gets looked past that nonstop, which is kind of frustrating. Which is weird, yeah. And that's, it's a recurring thing we've seen with Asuka since she's been on the roster. But she's a champion she's now. She's a champion. She's exactly. got the strap, so, so it'll be interesting happy. to see where she goes. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe, they're going to continue this rivalry. Joe came out to give Hardy an intervention. Yeah. She continues to poke at, you know, the 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 past demons of Jeff Hardy. I'm excited for this one. I Jeff really had am. a good comeback. He said, uh, wow, are you frustrated that you haven't won a belt in two years? And it's true. He's been on the main, main roster he, two years. He hasn't won a title he hasn't yet. Done, he hasn't done much of anything. Yeah. He, he, he Honestly, I think it's more his fault than the writing. I feel like the writing really wanted to give him shots. He got hurt a lot. So it's it's kind of on yeah, him. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. But then, yeah, we'll move it on to The Miz, this rec- ongoing storyline with Shane McMahon. He wants him to be his partner. He wants to be his partner. Then he, The Miz talks to Vince. That's great. And he says, all right, you'll have a match. I'm going to give you a tag team partner. And then all of a sudden he hears Greg Hamilton say, the following is a mixed tag team match. He's like, well, what's going on? Mandy Rose is his partner. It was solid. I enjoyed it. And then R-Truth and Carmella were their opponents. The Miz got the win. R-Truth uh, mistaking Mandy Rose for Maurice was very funny. R-Truth. <laughs> I just see this is why I don't have an issue with this whole Mixed Match Challenge thing because R-Truth is going to continue to be on my television yeah. and I'm going to continue to enjoy it. And the whole thing with uh, Vince and Miz. Miz was like, I want your blessings for Shane to be my partner. He was saying like to marry him pretty much. And the Vince, best is Vince like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the best is when he knocks on the door, Vince comes out, he goes, uh, is Shane there? He goes, no, he can't come out and play. I loved it. <laughs> it was really well done. It was great. Um, the tag team scene. He had a big jolt. We had said the Usos and, and Gals and Anderson had a match. It was a solid, quick match. It ended in a no contest. The bar came out. Sanity got involved. You now have these four great teams, yep. plus the New Day, who wasn't involved. This is a solid look for the SmackDown Tag Division. Definitely. This is what we've been calling for for months now. We said either get Sanity or get the club over to Raw or use them. They can't just be sitting there. They're too talented. They're too fun. The crowd likes them too much. It should not be used. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the, you know, the back and forths between all these teams. You can pick and choose. You can plug them in spots. I like it. Yep. And I'm looking forward to it. So last few minutes, we'll finish off. We'll talk about the main event picture here on SmackDown Live. Mustafa Ali officially named a member of the SmackDown Live roster, which I absolutely love. That's big news. That's, that's huge. That's like a serious thing. I was really surprised when I heard that. I thought they were going to just try to integrate him. So get more eyes on 205 Live, but just like that, he's now a SmackDown superstar. And not only is he a SmackDown superstar, you expect uh, something like that to be like, oh, you know, have a couple matches against lower card guys to establish himself. He teamed with AJ Styles to wrestle Andrade Cien Almas in the WWE Champion, and he pinned Daniel Bryan with the 054. That's huge. It's tremendous. Um, I have a question for you, Matt. I kind of thought about it today. Do you think 205 Live is going to fold? He, I, I've been thinking about it. I think the way to go is to, you have 205 Live as its own show. Yeah. But it's not a brand where they have these superstars. So, say, whenever they do it, you have all these cruiserweights, you throw them onto whatever show. Mm-hmm. Whether some of them are on Raw, some of them are on SmackDown, some of them go to NXT, maybe some of them go to NXT UK if they're eligible for that. And. Anybody under 205 can go and wrestle on 205 Live and just showcase 
that division. Yeah. But they're they're a raw like if Mustafa Ali could still go back to two five live but wrestle, you know, as a SmackDown superstar if, or if he has a match against Cedric, who happens to be on Raw, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mustafa Ali is one of the best guys that they have down there, obviously. That's why they chose him to come up and join the main roster. And um it kind of all came out of nowhere, man. Like, the whole thing. I remember it was, like, an hour before SmackDown. They're like, he's going to fight Daniel Bryan Yeah, tonight. two weeks ago. They said, so, oh, he's going to wrestle Daniel so Bryan. Like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Okay. And then they cut a good promo, a fun match. And then the next week, he pins Daniel Bryan. He joins SmackDown officially. It was such a quick, like, rise, but it's cool. And I think what's, what's overlooked in the meteoric rise of Mustafa Ali here is that Andrade Cien Almas is in the main event picture now, too. He yeah. he was the tag team partner of Daniel Bryan. Next week we're getting Mustafa Ali versus Amos. I'm super excited for that, as anybody should be. You still have this lingering AJ Styles Daniel Bryan feud. You have a lot of different ways to go here between all these guys with the WWE Championship involved. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Getting Almas involved, just getting him on TV, getting him in the main event picture. It's a lot of fun. It show, showcases off his talent. He's so talented. I love him and Zelina Vega together. I think it works really well. Um, yeah, obviously it's going to be really interesting to see where they go with Mustafa Ali from here. And now I heard a rumor, I don't know how true it is, but I'd love to see it, is that potentially Mustafa Ali might get the WWE title match against Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble. I mean, it makes a lot of sense with how they're being booked right now, the direction they're going. He pinned him, he has that claim. Yeah, and but, now, now in no world do I see him winning the no, WWE Championship. So Daniel Bryan could get that win back. They could have you know, a, an incredible 20-minute match at the Royal Rumble. Brian looks great, gets the win back, and Mustafa Ali is established as a top guy on SmackDown Live. There's no losers there. Maybe a triple threat match with AJ because AJ's kind of being, be. being like buddy buddy with him. He's like hugging him and stuff. Like AJ's kind of like taking him under his wing is like the way it's being written, and it works. But I think AJ should probably be in that match too. It's a I lot, agree. It's or a maybe Rumble. it's a big four. Maybe if you add AJ, what if you know Sienna Almas is in here too? What if you just give a fatal four way at the Royal Rumble? That would be a lot of fun. That'd be, I, that'd be a great match. I would love it. I yeah. really would. One-on-one matches could be a little boring. I don't think it'd be boring at all, being Daniel Bryan and yeah, Daniel Bryan Mustafa and Mustafa Ali. Ali. I don't think so. It'll be a great match, but uh, Dan, there's there's no way that Daniel Bryan is anything involving Daniel Bryan in the boring. next coming months is going to be. Boring. I'm just saying in general, if Vince, yeah, if Vince is afraid to make it stale, like maybe the the fans won't respond well because you know Vince is like that, like Mustafa Ali in the main event of Royal Rumble, like what? But it's protected if you throw in like say AJ. If you throw in AJ, you're throwing yeah, yeah. and then Daniel Bryan could get the win over Ali. AJ still looks yeah, good, yeah. something like that. There, there are ways around. I dig it. Yep. I'm totally cool with it. Right before we get out of here, any any last-minute things you want to get off your chest this past week? I'm just upset that it's taped next week, but we'll really start judging in the first week of January. Yeah, the first, so next week we're going to get in. We're going to get into our 2018 awards, you know, best ofs, worst ofs, predictions for 2019, whatever it may be. You're not going to want to miss that one. Andrew Servideo is not going to want to miss that one. We'll see if he does. <laughs> and uh, Chris Klamazuski, he'll be back with us next week. Nonetheless, this has been the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org.